Morgan State has a new face and culture with the addition of Damon Wilson. Morgan Price proves that Fisk was right for starting a gymnastics program, and I just can't stand fully with Deion Sanders and Willie Simmons on their Orange Blossom Classic issue. Oh, yeah, it's Locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU Athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day every day. Remember that the mic cuts off, but the journey does not stop. You can follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. And let's talk about Morgan State because with the addition of Wilson, a new face, and they have a new culture of defense added to that football team. Now, Damon Wilson leaves Bowie State after a nice career, an absolutely dominant run as of recent, and now he's going to be joining Morgan State. And all the Bear fans around the country should be hoping that he has a similar run, whether that starts off as dominant or it just becomes that. With that happening, the Damon Wilson era would be a success. But what are they getting in Damon Wilson? See, it's more than just being a, a new coach, right? In many ways, to me, this is the beginning of a new era. Yes, I, I don't want to come off dramatic. I mean this. And he is the face of this era. You look at who the next or who the newest VP athletic director is. You're looking at Dana Freeman, uh, excuse me, Dina Freeman Patton. You're going to have your VP and director of athletics there. You have a new era. She is the first woman in the history of Morgan State to ever hold, hold that title. So now not only do you have a new AD, new VP, you're also going to have somebody there who is creating history. She's the first woman. It's not just a new person. This is an historic start. But you have a new football head coach. You have a new athletic director, VP. You have new everything it feels like. But here's the thing. No matter how great or poor she is, right? She's not going to be the face of much. Like we look at Jackson State and Ashley Robinson has done a lot of things. And now I feel like his name is starting to get a lot more buzz. However, for the most part, he's not the face of these things. These athletic directors, these people who bring in the great coaches, who bring in all of these people around the school for to lead their programs are not faces of the change damon wilson is the football head football coach at a moment where everything is in a kind of an upheaval he is going to be the face what they do on the football field is going to really dictate how people look at morgan state for a lot a lot of time and with damon wilson you have a guy who has history he's done what he's done at Bowie state but it's a fresh start right it is a new start because he can't bank on what he did at Bowie State to say, oh, well, I'm, I'm this, that, and third. No, eventually you're going to have to prove it. Reputation, resume, it can get you through the first two years if things don't go right. That's if. And I, I'm not predicting that at all. I don't believe that will happen. But if things don't go right, resume, respect, 
what you have done reputation that will get you through the first two years when people are like you know what we trusted them things will get right but after a while you're gonna have to show it and when you do or you don't you are going to be the face and you are going to take a lot of it for it so what are you adding to morgan state right because at the end of the day being a new coach is only so good you're going to have to add something. And let's see, what can you prepare for if you're a Morgan State fan? Well, you can look at him to turn around your defense, hopefully in an instant. You're hoping that it doesn't take too long because Morgan State had the arguably the worst defense in the MEAC last year. Arguably the worst defense in the MEAC last year. You had the worst total defense as far as yardage and you're middle of the pack as far as points. That's why it's arguable. Because ultimately, I mean, stopping players or stopping teams from scoring is more important than stopping them from getting yards. You can get all the yards you want. If you're not going to score, you're not going to score. I'm okay with that. But neither is really good. So you're middle of the pack on that, and you're also bottom in the, in the as far as stopping people from driving down the field. Well, luckily for you, you're looking at a coach who comes from defense. This is what he does specifically. So this should be, I'm going to say priority number one. This should be priority number one to come in and fix up this defense. The offense was one of the worst, too. But the reason this is priority number one is because I believe that with his background, he should be able to come in and help fix the defense quicker than the offense or easier than the offense. I have more faith in him to fix up the defense. So I'm going to say this is priority number one. Let's look at some of these numbers in between Morgan State and Bowie State. And we're going to scrap this whole different level thing. Yes, I understand some things change, but this isn't the same as a player coming from a D2 to a D1. See, theoretically, this is how you hope. Morgan State is a D1 FCS program. Bowie State is a D2 program. In theory... D2 versus D2 and D1 versus D1, it's level playing field and it's just coaching. It's about coaching these guys the right techniques and doing these things. So in theory, because it's not a difference in play level, you're still having you're still coaching guys to go against guys of equal status. So in theory, it shouldn't really make that much of a difference. I understand sometimes it does. I, it never works like that in theory, but in theory, that's how you're hoping it happens, right? So when you when we look at Morgan State, they allowed 436 yards per game, 28 points per game. Wilson's coming in with a defensive background and race all of that. You're looking at Bowie State, who allowed only 15 points per game. That's not even two touchdowns in a field goal. That's not even, that's 17. That's 15 points per game. That's a touchdown. That's two touchdowns with a two-point conversion per game. There was a six-week point where they just didn't allow more than 10 points. This is a suffocating defense, and we're talking about yards, 255 yards per game. That's nearly a 200-yard difference per game. Yes. Now, there's two ways you can do this. Either A, you can get some transfer players from Bowie State because I've already seen some, some of the defenders put their name in the portal, and it should never shock you if a player decides to follow his former head coach. should never shock you. So if that were to happen, wouldn't surprise me. But then also Morgan State had they didn't have many good defender play, defensive players last year as far as all MEAC goes. They had two players who made the second team, and that was it. You're gonna have to try to help build up them players because they said you came in to recruit players and also mold players. That was one of the things that they praised Wilson for. Well, they're kind of late in recruiting to do that. You know, it's already 
June almost, it's going to be difficult to start recruiting players unless you're talking about from the transfer portal. But you can mold the players that you already have. Don't expect them to go from Morgan State numbers to Bowie State numbers in a matter of a season. I just don't think you should be expecting that to happen. It could happen, and you should be happy if it does. However, coming in with the expectation that you'll have 200 less yards per game allowed, you have 13 points less uh, allowed, you're just unrealistic. And honestly, I think you're setting yourself up for disappointment. So I'm just trying to tell you to temper your expectations and realize that it might take a couple of years. Let him get his recruits in, the people that he wanted in, and then we can start expecting some big-time changes. And speaking of big-time changes, Fisk University started a gymnastics program, and they have been completely validated before even attending a single event by the recruitment of Morgan Price. This is exactly why Fisk University started this program. But before we get into that, I want to tell you about Bet Online because the NBA Finals are set. Game one is Thursday in San Francisco, hosted by the Golden State Warriors playing the Boston Celtics. You got Steph Curry versus Jason Tatum. You have a lot of great players in this series. I suggest that you go listen to Locked on NBA. You listen to our Celtics podcast. You listen to our Warriors podcast. One of them is going to be right. They're going to give you great advice. It is going to be up to you to make your decision. But when you do, make sure that you go to bet online with that decision. You can bet on the NBA Finals. If you don't want to do that, you can bet on NFL Futures, MLB. You can bet on eSports, your favorite Vegas casino games. I don't care. Whatever your forte is, they have it at betonline.net. It is that simple. They are the most versatile. But in addition to that, they are also the fastest and easiest. What a wage on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, so we keep on rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day, making us part of your daily routine. Make sure that you're checking out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, instant recaps, game recaps, and then also the take of the day. You can get that on Odyssey, wherever you find your, your podcast at, and including YouTube. So go listen to my guy, Peter B., see his face, or listen to his voice. Just make sure that you're checking him out. Now let's talk about Fisk University. The recruitment of Morgan Price single-handedly confirms and validates the reason why Fisk started a gymnastics program. Let's be very clear. They are the only HBCU with a gymnastics program. The only one. And it's created. I remember when it was created. I sat there and I said, you know what? I think this could be a huge shift. It's, it's not only not past the realm of possibility. I foresaw this. Let me on the back all right i foresaw this maybe not this fast maybe not a statement like this but i foresaw this and i think i said it on the podcast i expected when fisk started an hbcu gymnastics program you're going to see more black gymnasts say well i want to go there there was never any doubt in my mind that there was black gymnasts who were young who wanted to go to hbcus and compete with hbcus didn't didn't have to you didn't have to convince me of that matter of fact you had to convince me otherwise if you were trying to convince me anything because i was all the way on that side yes i thought i actually i thought it was quite simple but what we're seeing right here single-handedly validates it let's let's really get into who morgan price is because morgan price is a 16 year old level 10 gymnast out of texas level 10 meaning that she is 
at the highest level that you can reach as a gymnast. So she is one of the best at her sport. Let's remember that. She was committed to the University of Arkansas. Her sister goes to the University of Arkansas, also on a gymnastics team. But she decided to decommit and commit to Fisk University in their first season having a gymnastics team. To me, to me, this is a Travis Hunter level move. And I understand that gymnastics and football sometimes aren't looked at in the same light. So just making that statement may seem off. But here's the facts. Travis Hunter was the number one recruit in the nation who made it feel possible and made it feel realistic that some of the best players might actually want to go to an HBCU, right? You look at Morgan Price. She is one of the best at her sport. And she decided to say, you know what? I'm not going to go to University of Arkansas. I am going to go to Fisk University in their very first season having a gymnastic program. This is the same type of move. They're both high level and respectively. Both came to HBCUs making a statement. This is the first season Fisk has a gymnastics program, and it didn't take long to prove that, yes, black gymnasts would want to go to an HBCU. I said it, right? I said it earlier, but it was clear. It was clear. I'm pat myself on the back again, doggone it. But I also did not see it happening this fast. So as much as I'm tooting my own horn, as much as I'm sitting there acting like Mr. Know-it-all and everything, I didn't see it coming this, fa this fast. I just didn't, right? But it, it, it's great. And let's just give a, a better look at who Morgan Price is. And when you're looking at just how good she's been over the last two years, she's won a couple of or she's competed on a national level, and she's had the most success when we're talking about just competing and where she's ranking at the Women's Development women's development Program National Championship. She's had seven top five finishes in the last two seasons. And then you look at the Nastia Lukin Cup. She had a third-place finish in 2021. Now, like I said, she is – that's just a little bit of her background as far as competition. But her sister – went to the goes to the University of Arkansas. She just decommitted. To me, that makes the statement even bigger. You decided not to join, join your family. But is it possible that her older sister decides to join at Fisk now? I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's out the realm of possibility. I mean, I, I'm, not predict I'm not predicting that. But why not? She just and her sister, but maybe she they both think the same, or maybe they've had these conversations to decide, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and go to Fisk as well. I think that this is a move that could go a lot of different ways. It truthfully can. And she had a couple of quotes on it, right? She had one talking about when that opportunity come up, comes up for me, you know, the only thing on my mind was to support it because they did it for young people just like me. Yes, they did. That's precisely why they did it. They did it for young black gymnasts to have a place to go as far as not saying they couldn't go anywhere, but with our people. It's just that simple. And it's like, okay, you can play, you can not go play, but you can compete at these other schools or you can compete with us. That's, that's, that's really, I don't know any other way to put it. I'm trying to think of another way to, to say it, but that's the only way I can phrase it. And that's the exact idea that she had. And let's be very clear. When she talks about the sacrifice, which you'll hear in a little bit, she understands that she's a trailblazer. This has no program. This is the first year. So she says, it's a sacrifice and an opportunity to prove or to pave the way for future black gymnasts. Indeed it is. But I don't want to 
harp too much on the sacrifice and make it feel like, oh, that's bad. No, to me, you speak about the sacrifice because that's what makes the road so great. The reason this is a great move is because she's not taking the quote unquote easy route, right? She's coming to Fisk in the first year as a high level gymnast. This is a sacrifice. This is a risk. This is a move that, dare I say, unprecedented. Where are they doing this at? I know I just said it's a Travis Hunter type move, but the truth of the matter is Travis Hunter went somewhere with Deion Sanders. Fisk will not be as good this year as they are in five years. I don't need to compare them to the other programs around the country to talk about how much of risk this is. You're going into an, a situation that it doesn't even really have itself figured out yet. Yet you're still choosing to go this go this way as somebody who doesn't need to. You're committed to University of Arkansas. So I fully applaud and I fully am proud and happy to see that Morgan Price is taking that chance, is taking that sacrifice, is taking that opportunity to not only make a statement, but also pave the way, like she said. New eras, new faces. That's what we talk about on Locked on HBCU. But now we're going to switch it up. We're going to talk about the Orange Blossom Classic. Deion Sanders and Willie Simmons seem to be upset that it's not on the main ESPN. And while I can't stand with them all the way. Today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I get why Deion Sanders and Willie Simmons are upset and frustrated with the Orange Blossom Classic being on ESPN Maine. However, they just got to they gotta understand. They got to look at the context. I don't believe that they are looking at the context right now. I think that they're looking at their game with blinders on. And from an isolated view, I can't sit here and tell you that the Orange Blossom Classic isn't worthy of being on the main ESPN. First off, the game's on ESPN2. I don't think there's anything wrong with ESPN2, but it's not the main ESPN. So I get it in, in terms of visibility, it is somewhat limited as far as it's not as high as the regular ESPN. It's just that simple, right? But there's still nothing wrong with it. But whatever. Let's not, let's not you know, stick on that point. Let's talk about the game itself. And I'm going to get good, and then at the end I'm going to get bad. So I'm just, I'm just letting you know right now what to expect. The game itself is definitely worthy of it. You look, you listen to what Deion Sanders is saying, and he's saying we outdrew a bunch of Power Five schools last year. Yeah, can't argue that. You look at the ratings; they did outdraw some Power Five schools. They are a high-ranking team as far as views last year, or this game was a high-ranking game as far as views last year. You have that. There's you can't say there's a bigger game that they're getting supplemented by, mm -mm, because. Most of the game is on Saturday. This game is on Sunday. It's just this game versus, I think, LSU versus Florida State. And that's at primetime ABC. So um, they're not even competition. And as far as a game standpoint, this is the biggest HBCU game of the season that is on the schedule. South Carolina State versus Jackson State could be bigger. But first off, Jackson State only win this game. They're probably not getting to the Celebration Bowl. South Carolina State got to get to the Celebration Bowl. Then we can start talking about all of these storylines. And, yes, that may be a bigger matchup, but it isn't scheduled yet. The Bayou Classic is the Bayou Classic. It will always hold a special place in my heart. Being, being from this, the area I'm from, it's still always hold a special place. However, Grambling and Southern are both needing to prove themselves worthy. This isn't, a this isn't the time where Grambling versus Southern would decide who won the SWAC West. 
this game is the SWAC championship last year. Technically, it was in Prairie, it was Prairie View versus Jackson State. But truth of the matter is, whoever won between Jackson State and Florida A&M last year was going to be your SWAC champions. These were the two best teams in the SWAC last year. One won the conference, went to the Celebration Bowl. The other made it to the playoffs. This was your SWAC championship last game, last year. So we hope that these teams will have the similar amount of greatness. But even if they don't, screw that. Take out the team success, even though you have that. You have great teams. You have the individual stars. You have Isaiah Land, who just won the Buck Buchanan Award. You have Shadour Sanders, who was second team all SWAC last year. And that should make him the leader for SWAC player of the year this year. As a quarterback, you're gonna technically you're the second team, but Aquil Glass is gone. So now you should be the best quarterback. You know, I still got my boy Andrew, big body, but you know, I'm a Texas, I'm a Texas Southern guy, excuse me. So y'all already know how I'm rocking with that. And then of course you have Travis Hunter, the debut of Travis Hunter. This game is blockbuster. You have games as far as, or you have things as far as team success. If you want to just look at that, you have individual stars. If you just want to look at that, it does not matter. You have it all. So why? Even with all of that being said, why is it not on ESPN? This game is worthy of ESPN coverage. That's why it's on ESPN too. But like I said, this is the best that they have to offer because the U.S. Open is there. I sh I don't, and you should not expect them to tell the U.S. Open, you're going to go to ESPN too, the Orange Blossom Classic. Matter of fact, there's probably a reason that they put LSU versus Florida State as the primetime game. And not in the middle of the day. Now, granted, it's on ABC, so it doesn't really matter anyway. But there is a reason that they're not scheduling games up against this. As a FAMU fan, as a Jackson State fan, you got to understand, this is the U.S. Open. This is a grand slam. We're not just talking about some, some football game. So the idea that you outdrew Power 5 schools, it's, it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Because it's not about that. You're not competing with Power 5 schools. You know who you're competing with? Coco Golf, Sloan Stevens. That's who you're competing with. Naomi Osaka, Serena Williams. That's who you're competing with. I don't care if you outdrew the University of Oregon. It doesn't matter. It doesn't because they're not your competition. ESPN has a deal with the U.S. Open. And you look at last year's coverage. On the second Sunday, because it started with a Sunday, on the second Sunday of coverage, they were on ESPN from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. or something like that. I would assume it's going to be more of the same this year. Ratings don't matter. I think that there's somewhat of an idea that, dang, if we, what do we have to do to be worthy? Nothing. You don't have to do anything to be worthy. This isn't about HBCUs not even getting respect. And y'all know I be on that. It's not about this. It's not about Jackson State and fam, you not being worthy. You're on ESPN2, which is the best that ESPN has to offer. Because you're not moving the U.S. Open off of it. It's just that simple. And I personally feel like that's not a hard thing to understand. I think Deion Sanders knows it's not a hard thing to understand. I know Willie Simmons. I think Willie Simmons should think it's not a hard thing to understand. And who knows? Maybe it's just a way to rile up the team. No, but this is not the idea that you're not on ESPN because the U.S. Open is there. Once you put that part in there, this is not a hard pill to swallow. This is not something that should be taken personal. 
The ESPN has a deal with the U.S. Open. They're going to be on the main ESPN. It's just that simple. It's almost as simple as making Locked on HBCU your first listen of the day every day. Almost. Almost. That's still more simple. <laughs> so make sure you're doing that. On tomorrow's episode, we are going to be covering the SWAC Baseball Championship game. So make sure that you are here to listen to that. Now, for your second listen of the day, make sure that you're checking out Locked On NBA Big Boards. You're going to have Leaf Thulin, Sam Ferris, Raphael Barlow, and then also Richard Stamen breaking down the NBA draft cycle, mock drafts, and then, of course, as the name suggests, you're also going to be covering the NBA Big Boards boards so you know you need to make sure you get that on odyssey wherever you get your play or wherever you get your podcast at and then also youtube because you want to see you want to see our faces too you don't just hear our voices you want to see our faces but you also want to see our words so at south exclusives in the meantime until the next time that we hear each other family take care stay blessed peace